Chapter Three of the Hidden Hand. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bridget. The Hidden Hand by E. D. E. N. Southworth. Chapter Three. The Quest. Then did Sir Knight abandon dwelling, and out he rode. Hudibras. Pursuant to the orders of Major Warfield, the corpse of the old midwife was the next day after her decease brought over and quietly interred in the family graveyard of Hurricane Hall and then major warfield astonished his household by giving orders to his housekeeper and his body-servant to prepare his wardrobe and pack his trunks for a long journey to the north what can the major be thinking of to be setting out for the north at this time of year exclaimed good little mrs condiment as she picked over her employer's shirts selecting the newest and warmest to be done up for the occasion lord almighty only knows but pears to me marster's never been right in his headpiece since hollow eve night when he took that ride to the witch's hut replied wool who with brush and sponge was engaged in rejuvenating his master's outer garments but let his family wonder as they would old hurricane kept his own counsel only just as he was going away lest mystery should lead to investigation and that to discovery the old man gave out that he was going north to invest capital in bank stock and so quite unattended he departed his servant wool indeed accompanied him as far as tip-top the little hamlet on the mountain at which he was to meet the eastern stage but there having seen his master comfortably deposited in the inside of the coach and the luggage safely stowed in the boot wool was ordered to return with the carriage and major warfield proceeded on his journey alone this also caused much speculation in the family who's going to make his punch and warm his bed and put his slippers on the hearth and hang his gown to de fire that's what i want to know cried the grieved and indignant wool oh the waiters at the taverns where he stops can do that for him said mrs condiment no they can't nother they don't know his ways they don't know nothin bout him i clare i think our old mars done gone clean crazy i shouldn't be surprised if he's gone off to de north to get married and was to bring home a young wife to we dem tut 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 such talk that will never do exclaimed the deeply shocked mrs condiment Very well all i say is dem as libs longest will see most said wool shaking his white head after which undeniable apothem the conversation came to a stand meanwhile old hurricane pursued his journey a lumbering old-fashioned stage-coach ride across the mountains creeping at a snail's crawl up one side of the precipice and clattering thunderously down the other at a headlong speed that pitched the back-seat passengers into the bosoms of the front one and threatened even to cast the coach over the heads of the horses three days and nights of such rugged riding brought the traveller to washington city where he rested one night and then took the cars for new york he rested another night in philadelphia resuming his journey by the first train in the morning and reached new york about noon the crowd the noise the hurry and confusion at the wharf almost drove this irascible old gentleman mad no confound you i'll see your neck stretched first you villain out of my way or i'll break your head sirrah were some of his responses to the solicitous attentions of cabmen and porters at length taking up his heavy carpet-bag in both hands old hurricane began to lay about him with such effect that he speedily cleared a passage for himself through the crowd then addressing a cabman who had not offended by speaking first he said here sir here are my checks go get my luggage and take it to the astor house hand the clerk this card and tell him i want a good room well warmed i shall take a walk around the city before going and hark ye if one of my trunks is missing i'll have you hanged you rogue 
"'Breach of trust isn't a hanging matter in New York, Your Honor,' laughed the cabman, as he touched his hat and hurried off toward the crowd collected around the baggage car. Old Hurricane made a step or two, as if he would have pursued and punished the flippancy of the man, but finally thought better of it, picked up his portmanteau, and walked up the street slowly, with frequent pauses and bewildered looks, as though he had forgotten his directions or lost his way, and yet hesitated to inquire of any one for the obscure little alley in which he had been told to look for his treasure. End of chapter 3